I got to see Nightmare on Elm Street in theaters yesterday. Ooh, how was that? It was fun. Yeah. I love that movie. The original. The original. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, the uh, City Walk Cinemark was playing it. Mm, nice, nice, yeah. nice. They play a bunch of like horror movies in October. Does it hold up? Yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's some stuff that doesn't age well. Mostly some of the script is genius and some of it's first draft. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other than that. And it's low budget, so, you know. Created an icon, though. Created do an you, icon. Do you ever think about like how, like if you look at horror icons, mm-hmm. um, especially during that era, like some of them are creative. And then you're like, look at some, you're like, yeah, it's so recognizable. But like if you take Freddy Krueger, for example, he's this like burnt, right? Mm-hmm. He's got the claws. He haunts your nightmares, right? Mike Myers <laughs> is just a big dude in a mask. Who's <laughs> there to just fuck you up. <laughs> like there's no elaborateness no, to it. It's the same with Friday the 13th. Dude in a hockey, hockey mask. mask. Yep. There's no, and it's like he's on par with Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and you're like, that just doesn't seem correct. <laughs> Ghostface. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. I don't know. I consider Kevin McAllister a horror icon. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's fucking scary. Don't he fuck is with scary. that kid. I don't want to go to that house. No way. Are there any like? I can't think of any like modern horror icons that stand out. Like within the last. Gabriel like from Malignant. Year. Gabriel from Malignant. Did I have to get your line? <laughs> Say your line. Malignant is great. Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are The Movie Night. Well, some of them. Hey, if you're watching this because you want to hear our uncensored... Unfiltered. ...thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news, so kick back. Relax. And thank you for being a part of the conversation. I almost fucked Got up. Got away from you there for yeah, a minute, didn't yeah. it? It left me. It left <laughs> me. But yeah, nope. I'm excited. I'm ready to do the show. We got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. Yes, we do. And normally I go right off the bat with box office stuff, but something very important has come up. Mmm. The poster and images for the new Scream movie. <laughs> yeah. Now, by the time you guys are watching this, the trailer would have already been out, and we're definitely going to talk about that on the next episode on Friday. But, but, today we can talk about those <laughs> pictures and poster. Yes. Because, um, holy shit, the, the poster is fucking awesome. Very simple. And I love the tagline of, it's always someone you know. Perfect. Yes. So, it's... It was a great poster, but do you remember that fan main one that came out? Like, yeah, were we in Night Circle at that time? I think so. It was like years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. with the the tunnel and mm-hmm. oh, that was such a good one. That was, but this was a very a very good one. Future editing, Dalton, put the poster on screen now. Sorry, audio listeners, <laughs> but yeah, oh, we're incorporating graphics more. I'm gonna try to. All right, <laughs> I have to remind myself in video because <laughs> if not, I just get lazy and I won't do it. <laughs> But if I'm editing and then yeah. past Dalton's like, don't be a piece of shit, I'll be like, ah, fine. You got, <laughs> you got me you there. Got me. So, yeah. Um, also, the images look great. Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette all look yes. fantastic. And the newcomers look great, too. I'm so excited for Scream. Comes out in January. Trailer on Tuesday. Yes. I thought the trailer was coming out today. Me, too. And I was, I was excited, but, you know. Oh, well. Tomorrow. We'll get it tomorrow. Tomorrow. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to move on to the box office, which I fucking love talking about. And uh, No Time to Die opened to a less than expected $55.2 million over the weekend, which is still a lot of money. What were they anticipating? A lot more. They're around Venom numbers. <laughs> Venom is the <laughs> dominant movie. But speaking of Venom, it came in at number two, making $31.7 million, and it took a 65% drop. Bad. Which is bad, but it's not as bad as it could have been, considering mm-hmm. James Bond came out. 50 is like the go-to, 55. Right? 55, okay. So yeah. not terribly over. It's not, not terrible, not terrible, but not great. Coming in at number three was The Addams Family 2, making another $10.1 million, dropping 42% in its second week. Mm-hmm. That's actually fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, the only, it's the only uh, only kids movie. They counter-programmed the shit out of that. Yep, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings coming in at number four, making another four point three million droppers, do- droppers dollars, <laughs> and uh, it dropped twenty nine percent from last week in its sixth week, still hanging on in there. And Shang Chi officially passed four hundred million dollars worldwide. Ooh, coming in at number five was The Many Saints of Newark, making another one point four million dollars, dropping sixty nine percent from last week. HBO Max killed that movie. Um, so yeah, that's the top five of the box office. Um, no Time to Die has also crossed three hundred million worldwide. It's making making a lot more money overseas than in America, but that's a, mm-hmm. a normal trend for James Bond. Yeah, um, it's still open pretty high, especially for a two hour forty five something minute movie. Yeah. And our review is not up yet. I'm going to do a franchise spotlight of it. It's going to be so fun. You guys remember that? Fucking no, you don't. But anyway, I'm going to do one, <laughs> and it's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> I wish you told me that because I just watched all the Craig ones. Yeah, I could have just made a quick little. It would have been great. Oh, we can rank the Daniel Craig James Bonds right now. Mm-hmm. Here's mine, from worst to best. Worst to best. Worst okay. to best. I agree. <laughs> Quantum Solace. Yes. Spectre. Yes. No Time to Die. Yes. Skyfall. Yes. Casino Royale. Sorry, we disagree. You gonna flip the first two? Yeah. Yeah. So my ranking <laughs> from best to worst. From best to worst. Best to worst. Skyfall, Casino Royale, No Time to Die, Spectre, Quantum. Okay. And I do want to clarify for the listeners and our watchers. It's like those first three, right? Skyfall, mm-hmm. Casino. Yeah. Right? They're like... They're close. On a good day, you could inter- interchange, yeah. If, yeah. You, you know, depending on the mood. Mm-hmm. And, like, the other two are, like, down here. Like, it's not like a, for me, it's See, like, for me, for me, For me, the three are up there, like you said, yeah. pretty interchangeable. And then down here a little bit is Spectre. Spectre. And yeah. then down here is Quantum of Solace. Yeah. I, I, I just, just, I just straight up don't like that movie. Yeah. Wasn't good. <laughs> it, you know, it, you know what it is? You know what's upsetting, too? I what? was watching all the old James Bond movies, yes. right? Started yes. with that. And I mm-hmm. I got lazy. I fell behind. So I just skipped to, to the Craig movies uh-huh. because I was... Wanted to catch up. Wanted no to catch to up die, before yeah. seeing No Time to Die. Uh, and on my Letterboxd, I always rank movies. And my ranking system's just all over the place. <laughs> you know that, right? Yeah. But there was always one moment in every James Bond movie where I'm like, ha, that's incredible. Five stars. <laughs> Every single James Bond movie. Not Quantum. Wow. Not Spectre. Wow. Nothing in it. Yep. What's the moment in Skyfall? So. Is it something with Javier Bardem? 
No. So Skyfall, Casino, and No Time to Die, I just genuinely liked. Okay. Like, there was nothing like... There were awesome moments in it. Like, I mean, No Time to Die, just the whole third act. Yeah. And the one shot. Uh, Skyfall, um, I, I liked Javier Bardem's character in mm-hmm. it. And I felt like the stakes of that movie. So that just worked. And then Casino Royale is just fantastic. Like, honestly, I just think those three movies are all solid. Yeah. So there wasn't like a... Like in one of the movies, Jaws, that one, he bites a shark. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. That's five a five-star movie. Right there. Or uh, the one when he just goes, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. It's like, that's that five stars. One. But then, and the thing is, even the ones that are bad, they get the five stars because there's always that moment where you're like, all right, I can't like actually say this is bad, you know? But there are a few that I just genuinely think are just genuine five-star movies like yeah. i really love um from russia with love yes which is the second one mm-hmm. um i like which one has uh it's like lago is the villain he's got like the shark pen and everything i don't know if is that thunderball it might be uh that one's it's good. been a while since i've seen the old view ones. to a kill not view to a kill i'm sorry on her majesty's secret service the one george last movie that's genuinely just a fantastic I love that movie. movie yeah and again, I say fantastic and all this. There is obviously a lot of dated material <laughs> yeah. in it. In the older Bond movies, yeah. Yeah. So I don't want people to come. come but like, <laughs> they're they're good movies. And if you want to watch in the lens of the time frame, which, you know. But yeah, no, I Spectre and Quantum so far are the only ones that don't have a five-star rating. That's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what are your guys' ranking on the James Bond, Daniel Craig movies, all the James Bond movies for that matter, and how do you think the $55 million is going to hold off next weekend when it goes up against Halloween Kills and The Last Duel? Let us know when you want to leave comments. Man, I every sentence is just mm-hmm. getting away from me today. Yep. That's called being a bad host. Moving on to our next you story. Take over, Chief. No, we're good. <laughs> Moving on to our next. <laughs> um, we have a couple. We have a couple bits of casting news. It's pretty much all the Holden, yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. but uh, the uh, first one uh, we're pulling from Deadline, uh, and this was rumored when the new project was announced, but it's now been officially confirmed that Killian Murphy will not only be in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, he's going to play J. Robert Oppenheimer. He will be Oppenheimer. In Christopher Nolan's new movie that he will make with Universal, and it will come out in July of 2023, which just seems so far away. But uh, I love Killian Murphy as an actor. Mm -hmm. I love everything he's done with Nolan. I love Mm -hmm. things he's done outside of that. He's in a Wes Craven movie called Red Eye, which is really good, and no one talks about that movie. Watch Red Eye when you get a chance. And uh, he's a not only a really good actor, he has a wide range. Mm-hmm. And he was just excellent in A Quiet Place Part 2. Yes. Love and, him on Peaky Blinders. Yep. Clearly, mm-hmm. Nolan loves him. Yeah. And, you know, if the... I could have told you this casting. Yeah. If the, <laughs> if the best director in the world thinks you're good, you're probably good. Do you, how much? How many of the usual suspects do you think he, he rounds up for this? Uh, I think we're going to see Tom Hardy. You think we'll get this, this is just guesses, yeah. speculation. I think we're going to get Hardy. We're going to get Michael Caine. Naturally. We might get Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Because he's been Dunkirk, yeah. Tenet, and... Harry Styles. Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. Um, and I think we might get... This is a complete mm-hmm. shot in the dark. It's been a long time since he's worked with Bale. Mm. And this is like a biopic 
feel like we might get some bail in here. Bail and Murphy. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what how they're because it doesn't seem like like uh, in recent years it seems like his last few movies have had kind of these action elements to them. Mm-hmm. Well, they still have like the grounded human human storyline and everything, yeah. but this one doesn't seem like it lends itself to any action. Yeah, like is this just going to be gonna a straight, be a straight drama? Drama biopic. It seems like a support. I mean, it's going to be great. Now, what wouldn't? Yeah. I'm going to say something fucking nuts here. Nothing but nuts. you're but you're gonna. I'm going to say it, uh-huh. and you're going to go. That's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Nolan likes to do shit for real. You could have drop an atom bomb. Hear me out. I think he will. <laughs> no. And just film it. He drove a pl- well, not himself, but he drove a plane through a built airport and exploded it for fun because yeah. it was cheaper than the VFX. No, it wasn't. I doubt it. <laughs> but <laughs> just wanted to see if he could. Yeah. He did that whole thing with the opening of Dark Knight Rises with the hanging a plane in midair. He did um a lot of crazy shit. Dunkirk. He sunk that ship for real. All I'm saying is that if the trades one day came out and saying real atom bomb, yeah, <laughs> to be used in Dun era in Oppenheimer, I'd be like, yeah. And they, Universal was the only studio they, batched enough to prove it. They found an island, paid the residents to fuck off, and just <laughs> blew it to shit. That would be fucking That's why unreal. it's a drama. Their whole budget went to buying oh, an island and an atom bomb. My God. Jesus. But yeah, I'm I'm super stoked about this movie personally. Yeah. Christopher Nolan's my favorite filmmaker working right now. I'm going to see anything that dude makes. Yeah. What do you guys think about Oppenheimer? Are you excited for Killian Murphy to play the lead role? Let us know in the comments below. Going into our next bit of casting news, this is also coming from Deadline. This is like hot off the press. Hot off the here. press. This happened right before we started recording. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has casted Adam Warlock, which was teased at the end of Volume 2. And he will be played... And in Guardians 1. Yes. He will be played by Will Poulter of We're the Millers fame. Um, I'm going to read a little bit from the article here. Mm-hmm. After teasing his appearance at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Adam Warlock looks ready to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the next installment of the hit franchise. Sources tell Deadline that Will Poulter has landed the role of Warlock in Marvel's anticipated sequel. James Gunn is returning to direct with Marvel Studios pres- president Kevin Feige producing. This was also confirmed by James Gunn on Twitter on Twitter today in very funny fashion. Yes. I, I feel like he didn't want that out yet. Yeah. Before I throw this over to you. Yes. This is incredible casting. Mm-hmm. Will Poulter, or Poultier, however you pronounce it, it's Poulter. Amazing actor. And anyone who is put off by this news has not seen enough of this guy's work. Watch the movie Detroit. For the love of God, he is unbelievable in that movie. I'm still pissed he didn't get an Academy Award nomination for that movie. Mm-hmm. But seeing that movie made his performance in Where the Millers even better. Was that before or after? That was before. Okay. But Detroit it, was before? No, the, no, 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 no. Where the Millers oh, was gotcha. before I Detroit. Yeah. But like, when you watch Where the Millers and you see his performance, you're like, oh, it's funny, but it doesn't really feel like he's acting. Yeah. That's how good it is that it feels like that. Because then you watch Detroit and you're like, oh my God, this is the range this guy has. Yeah. Unbelievable. Amazing choice. I cannot wait to see Will Poulter in this role. Nicholas, thoughts? No, I, I, I agree with you. I think he's a great actor. I think it's a great choice. It's an interesting choice. Yeah. Which is usually where greatness 
mm-hmm. comes from. Yeah, because you know they're going to beef his ass up. Oh, yeah. That dude's <laughs> probably already jacked. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be exciting to see Adam Warlock come onto the screen. I feel like it's... I feel like it's going to be a different take on the character than what people are expecting, and I feel like that's why people are angry about the casting. Or it could be true to the comics. I don't know. It just see off of that and James Gunn having the helm of it. It seems like they might be we might be in for a twist or two on the character. And James Gunn's casting has always been on point. Yes. So I'm not worried on that front. Yeah, I mean, at all. he was ready to cast Chris Pratt just not in shape. Yeah. Back when he was like heavy on Parks and Rec. He yeah. was like, yeah, no, you're Star-Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. So, yeah. Um, I highly recommend everyone watch Detroit with him in it and We're the Millers just because We're the Millers is fucking well, hilarious. Millers is a very funny movie. It's so good. That one kind of flew under the radar, yeah. I think. Um, I think this is an amazing casting choice. Oh, he was also in Midsommar. I just remembered that. Yeah. Yep. And he's in uh, the Maze Runner movies. That's which, right. Which I like personally. That's right. Yes, he is in those. Yes. <laughs> But what are your thoughts on Will Poulter being cast as Adam Warlock? Again, both of us are in agreement here. Yeah. Excellent choice. He's an amazing actor. Watch more of his stuff. Let us know in the comments below if maybe you think it's a bad choice. And tell us why we're wrong. I love when the internet does that. Moving on to our final story today. And this actually has really big implications in the film world going forward. Mm -hmm. And this is actually the story I was most looking forward to talking about. Alan Horn is retiring as the chief creative officer of Disney Studios content. For those of you thinking, like, who the hell is Alan Horn and why should I care? Well, he's part of the reason why Disney, under Bob Iger's reign specifically, was the most talent-driven, focused on getting great creators and giving creators the freedom to do what they want over at Disney for the past nine years. He used to work at Warner Brothers, and he was there when they got into Harry Potter and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he was either fired or retired. It's something weird went on at Warner Brothers, and he left. Yeah. He was no longer there, and he was done. He was just going to retire and leave. Go on his way. And Bob Iger called him one day and was like, come over to Disney. We're going to – you're going to be in charge of all live-action theatrical content. Okay. So basically, when he came over there, guess what him and Bob Iger did? Bought they bought Lucasfilm and Marvel. <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> let's do this. So basically, yeah. how the hierarchy went was Iger, Alan Horn, and then underneath Alan Horn was the head of Pixar, Kathleen Kennedy, Kevin Feige, and whoever, another live action company that worked under Disney, directly reported to Alan Horn. Did uh, the who, guy who uh, did TV, Marvel TV? I don't think so. Okay. They went somewhere else. But they would directly report to Alan Horn, who directly reported to Bob Iger. Okay. And um, under Marvel at the time, Kevin Feige would also report to Ike Perlmutter because he was the head of Marvel. But Bob Iger went in and said, you now report directly to Alan Horn and myself. Gotcha. So that was always going on. So, <laughs> Alan Horn fixed it. So yeah. everything from Pixar, because he did animated stuff too, everything from Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, and um, I think... I don't, I don't, I don't, did they own National Geographic at the time? I don't know if they did. I don't know when they bought but that. But basically everything Horn oversaw and was in charge of. Okay. So all that shit you have him to thank for or get mad at him for, however you feel. Thank you, Alan Horn. Yeah, yeah but Alan <coughs> Horn was the guy in the trenches who'd report back to Iger, give him updates, say this is what's going on. Yeah. And they would work together. They were a great, great team. And with him leaving, I just get more worried about Bob Chapek <laughs> running shit. And I'm just like, ah, because I was like, in my head, I was like, at least we still have Alan Horn. 
we don't have Alan Horn anymore. Yeah. But uh, he was huge in the film industry, an amazing executive. He will no longer be with Disney. He's probably retired for good now. Mm-hmm. I think he's like 78 or something like that. What are your thoughts on Alan Horn retiring from Disney, and are you worried like myself? Oh, wow, he's an old dude. I just yeah. pulled up the, the photo of him. Yeah. Wow, he was... <laughs> I would never expect an old executive like that to give us the content we were getting. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Um, I think he's done a great job. So I want to say thank you for that. Um, probably a well-deserved retirement at this point. Yeah, for real. Uh, he probably just wants to fuck off to an island that he bought and just <laughs> exactly. have a good day. Because he had Warner Brothers and then Disney money. Can you, can you imagine that. he buys this island and Universal comes in and yeah. he goes, we're going to bomb it. <laughs> he's like, fuck. Way to tie it back. Yeah, because this so this dude was basically number two at Disney. Yeah, at least for the the for the Iger years. Yeah, the Iger. Well, just the uh, the film side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope this isn't a. I hope that this isn't a. Uh, he sees a ship going down and wants to get off. And yeah, no, I, I think him and just Iger are gonna leave together. I think that's the probably yeah. That's the thing that's going on. The only th- big fuck up he had. Was he was the one like he fired James Gunn? Really? Yeah, but he also rehired James Gunn. Yeah, so he recognized his mistake and fixed it. But it was his call when he fired when like James Gunn was fired. Gotcha. But like that's the power he had. Like he yeah could do those things, and so you know he's responsible for so much success over at Disney and over at Warner Brothers when he was there. Mm-hmm. It's just a real shakeup in the film world. Then who knows what's gonna happen? Because someone's gonna have to replace him. And someone is now in charge of deciding where content goes, which I know he was not a fan of. Oh, yeah. I forgot they're doing that whole thing where yeah. it's... Yeah. Super fun. It's going to be fun so times do, over at Disney. Do you know, like, kind of their their structure over there? Like, who could possibly be a replacement for I him? don't know the names. I'd have to look into the reports a little yeah. bit more. But um, they're probably going to have somebody who oversees where content goes, probably just to get a promoted role and also do this. Because gotcha. that would make sense to me, at least. Yeah. But, Shame. yeah, this is a really big deal in the just, world of movies. Just run it all. The thing is, I always thought that Feige, they were prepping him to take Alan Horn's job. Mm-hmm. Like I always thought, Feige's pro- big promotion was Libby's gonna be to chief he gets to oversee all Pixar, content, Star yeah. Wars, yeah, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. But it, apparently, he's he's like, "Fuck, we just got the X Men. Give me another ten years, <laughs> and he's got to do that." Well, yeah, because that's the thing. It's like that'd be cool, but now he's his hands in many, many, many pots. Yeah, whereas he's done such a great job with Marvel. It's yeah. like. I know you want the promotion everyone does. You just need to stay there. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want anyone else doing it. Yeah. And also, if you got promoted to Alan Horn's job, he'd probably be favored towards Marvel. And maybe yeah. people wouldn't like that. Yeah. Because a lot of people were like, he should take over from Kathleen Kennedy. And it's like, that'd be a lateral move. <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't, you know. This is playing in a new sandbox. It's yeah. not running it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, it just wouldn't be the same. So, I... This is sad news to me. Mm-hmm. Although... I'm hoping that Disney gets their shit together, especially after this Black Widow lawsuit. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see how it goes. Um, Because we're not going to see the effects of this on their films for, like, 2024, yeah. probably. Because all the stuff that was in production right now is going to stay. So, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, what do you guys think about Alan Horn retiring? Is it going to be a bad thing? Is Does, you know, should he... I mean, he deserved his retirement. 
But should you stay a little bit longer until things get better figured out, let us know in the comments. All right, guys, now it's time for Rumor of the Roundtable. Oh, yes, Rumors of the Roundtable. Yes, yes, again, to clarify, these are just rumors. There's no reliable source typically from it. Um, and we just like to throw it out just to keep our eye on it because we think it'd be cool and stuff. I uh, Unfortunately, I did slip up, and I did send you this rumor yes. for this week. Yes, I know what it is. But it's still very exciting news. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know... Uh, one of the next trilogies to be completed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe will be Ant-Man. Yes. Ant-Man Quantum Mania. Yes. And uh, there's an interesting bit of casting rumors going around in it. Tell us. Um, Bill Murray <laughs> is rumored to have some role in Ant-Man Quantum Mania. I love Bill Murray. Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm fully on board on this. Uh, there were no... There was no speculation. <laughs> there was no idea, no farther. They just said, "Hey, Bill Murray, Bill Murray might have a might have a, might have a role in this." And I went, "All right, <laughs> sold." <laughs> uh, if there's any Marvel franchise for Bill Murray to join, it's, it's, it's that. I'm just. Cu- what are your thoughts? Any guesses on t- predictions who he could possibly be playing? Well, yes. If it's true, just yes. Yeah. Um, obviously it's not confirmed, but I think it'd be a great move for Bill Murray to join anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, if he was in Ant-Man, I could definitely see him playing, not a cameo, but just like a minor role. Like maybe they need information and he's the person they have to get the information mm-hmm. from, like something like that. I think it'd be really, really cool. I love Bill Murray, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have to see, but this is one of the more interesting rumors we've gotten because it's just straight up a casting. Like Bill Murray might be an Ant-Man yeah. and it's like, oh, Okay. I have a good, I have a good idea of how who, who he could play. Quantum Mania, right? The Quantum Realm. There's all this time travel, different, whatever be it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw in Infinity War, no, we saw in Endgame uh, during the t- one of the time travel scenes, they had Scott Lang going in and out, in and out. He was a baby, he was a kid, he was an old man. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if. Bill Murray is just playing old Scott Lang. (laughs) And like, it's like this weird glitch where they're interacting, Mm -hmm. but he's just like in the movie and it's just him trying to deal with old man Scott Lang. I mean, I I can't imagine it's too taxing of a role because Bill Murray's in his eighties probably. Yeah. You know, he's not going to be running down the street doing action. He'll be sitting in a corner and stuff. But if Scott's trying to figure something out and Bill Murray's just like, well, have you thought about this? (laughs) He's just like, Wait, you're right. <laughs> like, just the two of them, I feel like, would have really good chemistry That would together. be funny. That would be very cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. What do you guys think about Bill Murray? Rumor, potentially, being an Ant-Man rumor, rumor, rumor. in the Wasp Quantumania. Let us know in the comments. Anything else to add tonight, good sir? No, I think that's it for me. That's it for me, too. Yep. Tunas, Tunas. Dude. Ooh, tu- you want to go get Tuna, tuna? sandwich? <laughs> Watch us again, uh... This Friday at 1 p.m. Every Tuesday and Friday at 1 p.m. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next time. That was same time. It's going to be quick.